Meditation 27 of Sacred Meditations by Johann Gerhardt, translated by C. W. Heisler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Wiles of the Devil Who knoweth the cunning of a demon? Consider, O devout soul, to what peril thou art constantly exposed from the devil thine adversary. He is an enemy, extremely ready in audacity, strong in resources, subtle in arts and devices, boundless in stratagem, unweariedly zealous in his assaults upon the soul, and capable of assuming any form at pleasure. He himself entices us to the commission of sin, and then takes delight in accusing us before God's tribunal. By turns he heaps up accusations against God among men, and against men to God, and against men among men. He first observes accurately the weaknesses and propensities of each individual, and then proposes his temptations in the manner that will most surely ensnare that soul. When besiegers storm a city, they do not direct their attack upon the strongly fortified parts, but where they think the walls are defective, the ditches more shallow, and the towers unguarded. And so the devil, waging a ceaseless warfare against our souls, always assails us at our weakest and most unguarded points. Conquered once, he does not cease his efforts, but bestirs himself to tempt us anew, that he may overcome in a moment of weariness or negligence those whom he could not conquer by the violence of his temptations. Whom will he not assail, since he dared to approach the Lord of glory himself with his cunning malignity? And if he sought to sift the very apostles of Christ as wheat, think you that he will fail to test any Christian with temptation? He deceived Adam, who had a nature holy and innocent. Whom can he not then deceive with natures fallen and sinful? He led astray Judas, although in the school of the Saviour, whom can he not then lead astray in the world, the school of error? In all circumstances and conditions of life, we need to fear the wiles of the devil. In prosperity, he puffs us up with pride. In adversity, he sinks us into despair. If he sees any one given to parsimoniousness, he takes delight in forging upon them the fetters of insatiable desires. If an heroic spirit animates any one, he inflames him with the sharp stings of passion. If he sees any one a little too joyous, he encourages him to an excessive desire for pleasure. Those whom he sees animated with fervid religious zeal, he endeavors to entangle in the snares of vain superstition. Men weighed with worldly honors, he inflames with unholy ambition. When he would lead us into sin, he magnifies the great mercy of God. When he has succeeded in leading us astray, he enlarges upon the, the rigorous justice of God. First, he would lead us into presumptuous sin, and then attempt to drag us down into the depths of despair. Now he assails us externally by persecutions, and anon internally with fiery temptations. At times he attacks us openly and violently, and again secretly and cunningly. He tempts us to gluttony in eating, to deeds of shame and licentiousness, to laziness in our daily avocations, to envy in conversation, to avarice in office, to passion in the exercise of authority, to pride in wearing our honors. He fills our hearts with evil thoughts, our mouths with false words, 
and leads our members to the commission of iniquitous deeds. In the daytime he impels us to evil works, and at night he suggests shameful dreams. So, in all the situations and circumstances of life, we must guard against the wiles of the devil. We sleep, and he watches. We are apparently secure, and he goeth about as a roaring lion. If thou shouldest behold an enraged lion rushing upon thee, how thou wouldst shudder with horrible fear! And, when thou hearest that this lion of hell is plotting against thee, thou dost slumber on in imagined security. Consider then, O faithful soul, the wiles of this powerful adversary, and seek to overcome him only by the employment of spiritual weapons. Let your loins be girt about with truth, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on as a garment the perfect righteousness of Christ, and thou wilt be safe from the devil's temptations. Hide thee in the cleft of Christ's wounds, whenever thou art terrified by the fiery darts of that malignant power. The true believer abides in Christ, and, as Satan has no power against Christ, so has he none against the true believer. Let thy feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Let us be ever confessing Christ our Saviour, and then no temptation of Satan shall harm us. An enchanter's words do not so quickly drive away a serpent as a hearty and unceasing confession of Christ puts to flight the devil, that old serpent of hell. Let us also take the shield of faith, that we may therewith quench the fiery darts of this wicked enemy. It is faith which removes mountains, mountains namely of doubt, of persecution, of temptation. The Israelites, whose doorposts were sprinkled with the blood of the paschal lamb, were not smitten by the destroying angel. And so those whose hearts are sprinkled through faith with the blood of Christ shall not be harmed by this fell destroyer. Faith rests in the promises of God, and these promises Satan can never overthrow. Neither, then, can he prevail against our faith. Faith is the light of the soul, and in that light the temptations of the evil spirit are easily apparent. Through faith our sins will be cast into the depths of the sea of divine mercy, and in that sea the fiery darts of the devil will be easily quenched. Let us also take the helmet of salvation. That is, we ought to be animated by a blessed hope. Endure temptations, considering the end that God has in view in our temptation. For God directs us in our conflicts, and shall by and by crown the victor. If there be no enemy, there will be no conflict. If no conflict, no victory. If no victory, no crown. Better far, a stern conflict which brings us very near to God, than such a peace as will alienate us from God. We must take also the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Let the consolations of God's word have more weight with thee than the contradictions of the devil. Christ overcame all the temptations of Satan with the word of God, and by that same divine word Christians may yet overcome all the temptations of the devil. Finally, in prayer thou hast the greatest source of help against thy temptations. As the little vessel of thy soul is being overwhelmed with the waves of temptation, arouse Christ with thy prayers. Our visible foes were subdued by striking and slaying them, but this invisible enemy of our souls we conquer 
by pouring out our prayers to God. O blessed Christ, do thou fight for us and in us, that in thee we may have the victory. End of Meditation 27